0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ones Ready podcast. You're in the team room, and we have a returning guest, Jared Taylor, dude. This is like your third time being on here, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, and each time I get more hated and hated, so I can't wait for this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more and more hated by who?
1: Oh, I don't know. You know, they never talk to me. They just talk to everybody else. I, I just hear, <laughs> oh, a bunch of people had a problem with the things you said on Ones Ready. Hey. I'm just, I'm not saying I'm right. (laughs) I'm just inviting people to
0: argue with me, but they won't. (laughs) It's having a discussion. That's all it is. That's all it is. Hey, prove me wrong. Everybody's got different perspective. Yeah.
1: I've got a, I've got a massive conspiracy theory that I think, you know, big air force is against us. Like, I think, I think they're moving Uh, pieces right now. So eventually like, you know, AFSW, they're just going to go, Hey, this is the army's business. We don't want anything to do with it anymore.
0: I mean, they, well, that, I haven't thought about that. That's, that's a pretty good conspiracy. I don't, I definitely know that we are, you know, the kind of the redheaded stepchildren of, of the Air Force. Um, but I don't, ah, man, I would, some big moves to, to I put it like this.
1: Well, I, I I just put it like this like, we are a bill, we are a large, bill to the air force and when the air force is ran by the fighter missile community you know like this is a bill that that many don't necessarily understand or maybe they don't want to understand or they just they get tired of looking at this bill and they're eventually going to ask the question why are we paying for this and yeah. Yeah, i i think that's a real statement for us to look at in the next 15 years if we're being Real with ourselves, like as the everything shaping that. Yeah, I mean, you look at you, you. You know the names of the people that are up there right now, and they are they are very much so in tune with uh, with making changes that save money and take the responsibility off of Blue's shoulders. So, with that in mind, yeah. like this is it's a real it's a real conversation to have.
0: No, it is, and and you know, and I, I kind of preface this with with a lot of the conversations I have is just, man, I would I like to think, and and I know that this is uh, ignorant and not correct because I would like to think that everybody has, uh, in terms of Air Force and DoD leadership, has th- people's best interests in mind. But like we've already proven that that is not the case. So, moving on from that. I also look at each of these decisions that are made as as an equation, and there are different variables that plug and play into that. And at at certain levels, they get they they are exposed to the variables that that we don't have, and so that there's decisions that are made that we just we can't possibly know all the little details to. Like I said, that is very um, rosy colored glasses uh, looking at it because. Again, we've already talked about uh, certain medical procedures that were done that shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been done, shouldn't have been agreed upon, shouldn't have been uh, forced out or forced on people to then get them to leave the military. Like that should have never happened, and the DoD leadership should have done something about that. Now, I, I don't know how that translates into getting us into the army or get, or removing us completely. I maybe, but well, I see it, I, you know,
1: I see it as, as kind of like where, where I'm looking at this is like, we, we messed up like 40 years ago with the way that, with the way that we aligned with the way that we had operational and tactical control with our, our, our service partners And I think that, that, that is, that is where this is going to come to a head and eventually hurt us because, you know, just taking the TACP career field, you know, let's just talk about that because that's where I come from. And that's what I know is generally speaking, the army does not like how this work works. They do not like that. Oh, I get a new pack of air force every, every rotation. Uh, I have to learn how to integrate with them. And then they're supposed to provide me this service. And there is sometimes a lot of friction there. There's a lot of of, you know, issues with the maturity level of JTAX going going into the battalions. You know, I've always advocated for an age restriction. I felt that that if you're going to be a JTAC you have to be at least 25 years old. And I I will argue that with anybody that wants to argue it with me because I was a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old, you know, as a battalion JTAC, like and I look back on those combat rotations and go god, I was an idiot, like I was fighting the wrong battles. I was doing really stupid things and and you know, I wasn't focused on the job like I should have been. And, and the only thing that could have changed with that would have been, you know, three to five more years of just maturity and age before I was sent to be the one air force representative inside an entire battalion of, of infantry guys. Um, so, so it's like where where I think this is going to head is you've got, you know, our customer who generally isn't too happy with how this plays out and you have, our our boss, our dad, who doesn't, who isn't too keen for paying for it. Uh, so you you marry those two things together, and you know maybe maybe we just become the training function for the army. Eventually, the army thirteen foxes get the ability. They they finally win the fight to become certified JTACs, and the TACP career field essentially becomes the people that train those guys and maintain their records and manage the, 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 the program.
0: Well, that is a, uh, is this, is this too much? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so in the great scheme of things, like uh, the aspect war is not that expensive when it comes to buying planes, buying ships and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe how much are we really like okay so take take the dive school from from controllers right like how much did we really save like that's that's what that was touted as is a it was like three million or effort. something a
1: year or something like it wasn't it wasn't yeah. astronomical like, well, but
0: it. And, and, yeah, but again and, they're and the looking at this are,
1: at as a line item like like and I, that's why i have a different perspective of this because we do it as as the company as we're looking at things yeah. and go oh that doesn't matter just get rid of it even though that line item is somebody's baby, that's their whole lot. That's their whole thing. Like, like that's they're the most important thing in their own world. Whereas from the top looking down, we're like, oh, that's unnecessary for what we're doing. I mean, you're yeah. It it's it's going into next year. What fighter squadron or bomber squadron wants to go train CAS like? They are busy trying to like get ready for a really heavy electronic warfare fight, really heavy near peer fight. Like, so who wants to say, hey, hey, you know, three fifty fifth, you're going to Utah for two weeks to do op casts with the fourteenth ASOS? Like, they don't want to do it, and that's expensive too. Like, yeah, yeah. flight hours well, the, in a in a, in in a fighter now. are expensive.
0: Yes. It, it's different now. Like, so, so those trips that you and I are, are very familiar with, you know, you go out to Nellis, you go out to Gillibin, you go out to Avon park and you're just doing casts with, with hogs and vipers and, and strike eagles and stuff like that for, for two weeks. Those, those are still happening, but, but less frequently. Now it is, now I'm showing up to an F-35 unit, an F-22 unit um for a couple of days with a handful of people, not, not a massive cash trip. And now we're focusing on things like distributed C2 and trying to, uh, help, help the forward edge, help, help those guys that are out there without C2 because wherever they're at, they're going to be so far in front of airborne C2 assets that it's, it's going to be the dudes that are already on the ground, already on some of the, islands or whatever that are able to provide (laughs) is it the same level of command and control no it's not like that's we can't well so i've and i've heard this like i've heard this from all my friends
1: that that this is kind of the shift that they're going to but it's almost like the cart before the horse here is you know everyone's going oh well we're we're training on on deep recce deep strike you know forward you know forward edge of battle forward line of troops like we're we're ahead okay well when did they train you guys how to be lurse? like we don't have that (laughs) skill (laughs) set so so now you're telling me you're going to take tack peas and you're going to what static line parachute jump them over there well you got to send them all to halo school then you got to teach them how to walk 80 miles and navigate and stuff
0: (laughs) yeah the so i i see it differently in terms of not a Lurs kind of mission yeah there's some there's some aspects of that of course but it is more of a more of a clandestine type type action if you will be, yeah. And the reason why is because you're not really going to do worse stuff in an urban environment that is contested. At least in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, I, well, you know yeah. you're you're well, not we- you're not gilling it up. You're not doing all that kind of stuff. You're going to be doing you know um, gray man type stuff.
1: Well, yeah, I know. I what the guys are doing in Poland right now, essentially. Yeah so that makes sense yeah, so like, so that's different,
0: different. Uh, so that's kind of different than what i'm talking about too though because those guys are doing a little bit more Lurse type stuff you know they are wearing greens and everything like that oh okay well now i have greens I, uniforms, I heard some other things
1: about you know the guys up on the border are doing some pretty fun cool but still kind of spooky <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ooh, what's going yeah, on exactly. here
0: exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but so but then I, again, it's like when yeah. are when are we changing that training aspect of if that's if that's the job now? Because what I see what I see now at Chapman is I see I see a training pipeline that we needed 15, 18 years ago. You know, we're we're yeah we have the best training pipeline that we've ever had. These guys have the best equipment. They're using 152s and headsets and push to talks in, in tech school. And they're running around with, with modified M fours with all their lasers and things like that. And, and they're using the equipment that they're going to use on the ground and they look like Rangers, but it's like, we're already like, Oh, well, we're changing our mission.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, so you know, this man, it's a, it's a, it's a massive ship to try and turn, and it takes a lot of time. You know, because you're not talking about. It's not like AFSOC owns the pipeline. You know, AET, we are still beholden to what a- Air Education Air Education Training Command does, and they don't move quickly. Like that's just. No, they don't move. They don't move
1: anything at all. So we can just say AETC is a giant fucking lug of horseshit, like. And I'll tell you, my great AETC story was when I was an instructor, we had seven blocks of instruction in the TACP schoolhouse. And at block seven, every student got to perform a live AC-130 gunship call for fire. Well, AETC in their infinite wisdom took that away because it was too dangerous to do with three-level students. And it's like, these are people that are calling in airstrikes and we can't call in airstrikes in school
0: because why <laughs> like, <laughs> so so that's really bad then, if that's the case <laughs> like like i would love anybody
1: that comes in to be the commander of atc i want to tell them that story i want to tell them the story of we had we had we had this guy general rice show up that became the the commander right after that happened. And, you know, he did the fireside chat thing with any questions and what is your opinion? And I, I, you know, raised my hand and Brian Murray was like, don't you dare open your mouth right now? <laughs> please I did. Please I was don't. just like, well, my opinion on AETC is that you guys are, you, you love the perception of training. You don't actually want to train, you know, you're, you're okay with, with doing things as long as it causes zero injuries, zero incident, zero any, zero failures, but you don't actually want us to prepare these kids to get go out and get on the battlefield, which they're going to be in four months of them leaving us at that time frame. Yeah. This was twenty two thousand eight, nine, ten. So, like, my students were graduating, getting their beret, and four months later are in Afghanistan in the core Gulf Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's
0: yeah. Um, the
1: hell was that?
0: <laughs> you had, you, I think uh, you have your gestures turned on your hand gestures. So iPhone I has a new thing now where you can, you can do, <laughs> yeah, you can do <laughs> things like that. Or there's like a heart, heart one that'll pop up hearts. It's yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's not picking up. Oh, fuck dude.
0: See, there you go. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what am I telling is.
0: you about this. You don't already know this. You're you're a techie, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. So um, now that, I've that though, I have pissed all the techies off, I think that they're <laughs> <laughs> I think as an as a entire entity, though, as a DOD, and especially as an Air Force, we have become risk-adverse. So I think that lens, it's like exactly what you're talking about in terms of ATC. Hey, we have brand new tac we have brand new controllers, and oh no, we actually have a, an AC-130 live-firing. Uh, that could be dangerous. You know, there's, there's operational risk management that's associated with that, man. I don't know. Maybe these kids are too, too young to be out there calling in live fire, which is ridiculous, right? Because that's, that's w- what we do. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's what they're going to, well, it, it, it to do. Well, let's,
1: let's sprinkle in the whole home field advantage. It's Herbert field. It's their test range. Yeah. Like it, it, this is this is every one of those air crews knows they could they could we could blindfold all of them and they would hit every target out there because this is their entire livelihood of zeroing their guns of yep. of testing their guns like like it is the safest possible yes uh, scenario that you would ever get a gunship on you know the gunship range right outside of the Herbert Gate like
0: <laughs> yeah things aren't dynamic out there on the range on alpha 77. They're just, they, they're always there. <laughs> they, they rarely update them. And those guys spend, you know, three hours a night shooting at the same targets. Like, <laughs> like they know what they're going to hit and what they're, what they yeah. can and cannot hit. <laughs> well, even, yeah, I mean, even a random then, truck. Like, doesn't we've had to show st- up
1: the students out there. And, and while they're doing it, read the grid and the air crew goes, well, check that grid again. <laughs>
0: Cause that's your position. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it it goes. So the risk aversion is a, is a big issue. We've, we've seen that a lot in the last, mm, I don't know, four or five years, maybe, maybe even a little bit longer. And I do think that we are at least as a, as a aspect war community are trying to course, correct that ship and, and, get it like you know and i fucking people are gonna laugh at me but i always bring up the web school because you know we we tell these commanders and these senior it's like and, and the instructors hey dude keep pushing the envelope get us to say no like you know the commandant and, and i get us to say no on, on something on a training event or an idea that you have because like at, at, at this point we need people that are just you know, the the thinking outside the box kind of thing to to push the limit. Um, you know, and you, you mitigate risk where you can. It's just like you do with your companies, right? You mitigate risk where you can, but if not, you're not going to stay inside this little bubble just to make sure that everything's okay.
1: No, we've completely like, and that's the problem is is look at the progress we made in the flying world in the forties and fifties because of guys like Chuck Yeager. And they were given they were given Ooh, yeah. the ability to 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 break shit like okay like i don't know why we're not looking back at that and going hey this actually worked and it was worth the money it put us way ahead of russia technology wise because these we were letting creative people go out and risk <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so well, it's had, like i want to bring Boyd, that back you had lemay you know, like uh, if, if Robin Old haven't read it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just people that were phenomenal and they, they took risks and, and yeah, there were people that said, you know, that scoffed at him and that were, you know, trying to rein them back. But I mean, they, those are stapled names in, in all of the history books within the air force of what changed the game and changed the culture of the air force. Yeah. <laughs> We need to bring that
1: back. We we we, we, need, we need we need to gain some more ground again.
0: Yeah, we do. Um the the age thing though, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that one. Um I think one of the one of the cool things that about the aspect war is that we are able to, you know, right off the street jump in on it. But I think that that was needed.
1: Yeah, but is that the right answer? Like when you look right, at that's, what, and that's what, what I'm we're building, like like a a controller is supposed to show up to an ODA. Tell me that a 28 year old controller is going to be well, more respected immediately than a 20 year old controller, you know, and, and, and you've just eliminated a series of problems right out the gate just by making a gate. I mean, even if we went back to pre 18 X-ray program and said, you can't get into AF spec war unless you're an E five. Okay. I don't know why that can't be a thing. Like, why are we so, why do we have to accommodate an 18 year old's dream? I don't care. Go enlist and you got to do the job that the air force wants you to do. And once you've earned, once you've, once you've earned your keep and you know, this is my frustration with how, with how careless afspec war is with inner service recruiting. You know, you've got a line of hundreds of guys to every career field and you pick maybe a handful and you're not, that they are not putting like the mindset of this person paid their dues and now they should get first, first right to slots. If that means we don't have any slots for an 18 year old. Cool. I don't give a shit. Like cry at Meps. Like you don't just get to wake up and go, Oh, I want to be, I want to be a freaking combat controller or attack P no, you got to go put in the work and then earn your spot to get there. Like, so I am a huge proponent of focus on inner service recruiting and make an age, age restriction. You're just going to get a better product. Let's just look at it. Let's, let's just look at it by, by this, how many units, how much time, if we, if we literally dove into this data the last 20 years and, and looked at, okay, how many disciplinary issues were there from a 24 year old and down at every TACP squadron? Like, and imagine that just disappeared. <laughs> like, like if we just took that off a commander's plate during the highest op tempo that our military has seen since Vietnam, like we just removed disciplinary and dorm issues off of a commander and first sergeant's plate. Can we focus on the mission better?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, uh, f- I forget what the the saying is. A, a, a command team spends eighty percent of the time on twenty percent of the people, something like that. Yeah, because because uh, discipline and, issues. I mean, but it trickles no, down
1: I, too. You're tying up your e sixes and your e fives who are who are trying to maintain currency or trying to run a program, and they've got. To, I mean, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I came out of tech school and went to the seventh ASOS, and I had nine you know 20 year olds underneath me and it got to the point where i'm like yelling at them in the in in the conference room like i don't you know i am now to the point where i don't care about you anymore like yeah the whole oh i'll take care of my guys i'm not taking care of you anymore because you guys are doing such stupid shit these motherfuckers got in a fight with a, a a laser printer ink cartridge in the barracks and and ink was all over the hallway for like a week and a half. They had a scheduled dorm inspection from the first sergeant and left the ink like like everywhere. So he comes in, explodes, has a fucking aneurysm, and then pulls me in. He's like, your guys freaking have printer ink all over their, their barracks hallway. And I pull him in and I'm like, listen, beating each other to death with a fucking laser Print cartridge is hilarious. I love that. I love that you did that. That is fucking funny. But the fact that you let it sit for a week and a half, knowing that the first sergeant was walking in here to inspect, and you didn't paint anything and you that's didn't dumb. clean anything up, I'm like, that's where you guys are idiots. And I don't have time for
0: it. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Man, I, I kind of want to get in a. I kind of want to get in a fight with some laser. Uh- Laser jet toner. <laughs> <laughs> it was everywhere. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I can imagine because that powder gets everywhere. <laughs> no, the the um, I think if we were to do that, if we were to make that kind of change, I think we would have to change the way the Air Force promotes, and we'd also have to change the way that the Air Force views its senior NCOs because you know it's it's perfectly normal for a SEAL team or an ODA team to have E70, E8, E9 on there. And it's like it's not a big deal. No. Right. Um you you're not going to, you know, an ODA, you're not going to see an o4 or a, not an 4 an E4 on there. Right? The lowest, lowest person you're going to see is probably an E5. And that's not going to be for that long.
1: But this is and so this, we would but have this to comes to, back to like my historical problem with the military when I when I was in, like was The frustration of progress is the military as a whole and the Air Force, we love to just use whiteout. You know, oh, we're just going to take out this word and we'll look at us. We made good changes. Where I say, no, rip the whole page out. Start over and do something different. Like do, do something different and see if that works. And then if that doesn't work, rip it out again. Try it a different way instead of going, okay, well, we keep failing. Well, we're just going to change this one little thing. Ah, oh, we keep failing, but we're going to change this one little thing. Ah, oh, still not working. It's like, no, you need to get some creative people in there that are like, I got some ideas.
0: <laughs> well, let's so, so I think you do have creative people. What I do, what I think is, I think it's, you have, you have folks that don't want to admit they failed. I mean, how many times when you were, cause I think, I think you ran a you ran a JTAG program, or at least you were uh, an I. So you you saw no. I the was records. the uh, you saw uh, you know the I the, was the
1: U UTM. That was my final. Okay. Oh, so unit training even, even
0: better then. So you saw the percentage rates. You saw the the you know this person has twenty four months in or or thirty something months in training and they've only they're only a 50 percent or something no like that. i i so saw, saw the- i saw
1: the me slapping these things on a on a commander's desk going this guy has failed four reevals. like we have to desert and they go ah well do we that's just kind of a law you know um okay then then, it's then gal- why why do yeah. i have a regulation and why do i have a job like why am i here
0: Right. And, and that's because people don't want to say, Hey, I failed or this, this thing, you know, so I think you do have people that are creative, they're creative, but it's one, they're either being pushed down because they're like, shut up. We're not doing that. This is what we're going to go do. Cause this is the status quo. And I don't want to report that, Hey, this thing that we're doing has failed. Or maybe it's just people that are just like, dude, will you just shut up? Just, just what do I got to do to get you to shut up and go do what? I, I need you to obey. That's it's so much easier if you would just yeah. shut up and obey.
1: Exactly. Yeah, because I'm just here for two years. I just need nothing to happen, and that's it. Like that's all. That's all we got to do. <laughs> well, like I've I've even said this. Like imagine this. Imagine STSs didn't exist, but you had a group. So there's there's a group, and imagine when you guys got out of the pipeline, and you're an AST, you're essentially vectored to either green or blue. So, okay, you're going to be a SEAL, you're going to be a SEAL JTAC. Well, you leave AST and you go report to SEAL Team 5 in Coronado and you spend your entire career there. And on occasion, every quarter, whatever it is, you go back up to the group, wherever the headquarters is, they check all your records, make sure you're doing everything great. But you, you are on a SEAL team from the time that you get out with a United States Air Force name tape maintaining all your stuff. Obviously you'd have a program manager at the group level, like maintaining everybody. But again, how many more problems would this solve when you're now in e seven in seal team five, and you have been there for 13 years, like
0: you're their guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that there's other, other things that would probably, you know, falter on that, like, as you, as you, know, as you, as you go on in terms of, okay, well, who's promoting you, who's, you know, Air Force Yeah, but that's up to, that that's kind of up stuff. to us to figure but, that out. Like. Right. I don't think it should be it, it, like the, the Air Force leadership path is a flawed system in the way that not everybody should be, you know, a leader, right? It, it's, it's like, Hey, it's almost like the warrant program, like, bro. I just want to be tactical and just fucking be a, be a subject matter expert in, in my weapon system. And so that's the warrant is the way to go. Like, you know, dude, you imagine if you, if you were just, uh, if you could just stay a tech start the entire time, because, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for an ace. Well, I mean, in I, a perfect world, I'd be a CW three,
1: but- like <laughs> J should have been a, a, right. a CW three. Like, Th- because the army would just speak to you differently. Like th- th- these are the things. Like all of this is invented anyway. We invented the fucking rank system. We invented the way that we promoted. Yes, yes. We all we we all authored this. It's all made up. So why don't we make it yeah. up to to work better for us? If you made JTAX warrants, again, it goes back to how many problems would this solve when it came to integrating with the army or the navy? Like instantly, well, you just need SoCOM to it's become owned.
0: its own service then. That's really what you need. You need SOCOM to be its own service. Yeah, that would, that, and then that I do a lot well. of this goes away. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it'll never happen, but I'm just, well, be- because you
1: have everybody fighting for everybody fighting for power. I mean, it's, it's, it comes back to the, why, you know, why was the air force so stuck on trying to, to build a unilateral like weapon system? Like, for what for for oer bullets like so you could say oh the air force took took that battle space like what's the point why why are we why are we so upset with being enablers i dude i
0: don't know (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) and and, and again i you know I, i maybe i'm missing it like and i and i'm i'm happy to have the conversation with with somebody about it just to but i i don't know and i think that's where you're seeing a lot of a lot of folks uh that are you know older folks that are getting out or or you know they're kind of like well dude i i got into some shit i got i got everything i wanted out of the job i got job satisfaction i got to work with a bunch of awesome navy dudes a bunch of awesome uh, army dudes and you know i was fine doing what i was doing and now you're trying to change everything that we've done and and again things have got to change right Th- things have to change and evolve but they don't have to have you know wide sweeping changes yeah you're just thumbsing up and everything i say that's i didn't even do anything
1: it. like I, does it just look at my smile and it's like oh thumbs up
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's just it's just uh, yeah, it looks on, at gestures
1: because of hearts
0: cuz you you were sitting you were sitting there like this
1: Oh, <laughs> well, fuck! We don't know how yeah. this thing works. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I, I hope, I hope I'm just flooding your inbox of your friends, going, "Why do you have him on? He just says stupid things." <laughs> I, he wants us to work for I the Navy. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I actually, uh, said so we we had Chachi on uh, a couple of days ago, and he. He was good in the way that he he didn't he's good about not getting painted in the corner, right? But he was still yeah. critical of of things that the Air Force has done, which is good because we we should be critical. Just like everybody at the weapons school and 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 in Air Force special warfare should be critical of me, right? That you should be. You should you should question everything that I'm doing. And and if I can't explain to you why we're doing something or why this decision was made, then, then I'm, I'm fucking up. And, and also you gotta, you gotta also understand that every decision that is made, whether it's me or whether it's somebody else is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the 100% solution because no decision is going to make a hundred percent of the people happy or solve a hundred percent of the, uh, the issue that's going on. Well, you know, I mean, and, it's the, it's and the they don't give us guys in Black the
1: space for that. Like, like you, you generally don't have the space to solve. You, you have to solve. You, it, it, everything comes down to triaging. Like you're constantly triaging at this, le- at your level, at my level in the business. Like you are looking at things generally based on the largest amount of of effect and the largest cost, and and that cost is not just cost in money. It's cost in time, manpower, everything. So I'm looking at okay you know, this one problem, you know, JTAC Snoo Snoo down at at, you know, Bagram or whatever that's arguing with his entire Italian command staff because of his mustache or or his beard or <laughs> whatever the hell it is, it's like it's like, hey, we're trying to solve bigger problems up here. I need you to just stop doing that like get older please (laughs) and and (laughs) back to my age
0: thing (laughs) man you're you're just calling everybody kids and you're such a boomer now because we did we did stupid shit like i was on the crew 2005 where it
1: was just a bunch of 19 21 year olds across the board of iraq like doing stupid shit writing our own shaving waivers and you know, rolling our sleeves up and getting yelled at by the army. Like, I mean, we were causing so many problems for the E7s and the brigade tech fees all the time. Like, giving the army fake phone numbers when they asked for the number to our boss. Like, we were just menaces.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what you get. Not you. That's what they get. I mean, (laughs) dude, you're downrange. Who cares what... like, are you really going to roll in on somebody for not wearing a freaking reflective belt? Like, come on.
1: Oh, God. They love it. They love to do it. But not not anybody that's actually working over there. You know, I, I'll put that out. So <laughs> no yeah. one that was doing anything worthwhile was running around the fob, pissing about fucking belts and, you know, going five miles an hour over the speed limit on the on the base. Well, it's for and you. I think it's that for that you. That kind of forces. stuff was only
0: happening at the, the big bases, you know, the, your, your Bagrams, <laughs> your, your Kabuls, your Kandahars and stuff like that. And I don't think anybody had a fob. I, at least I'd hope not <laughs> an actual fob was, was worried about any of that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, we, we hope not. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, uh, um, well, I mean, kind of we were rolling back into then? the gate. Oh, I was going to say we were rolling back into the gate on mores with, uh, ODA 384 and our senior medic you know who's like 40 years old like been on a million trips whatever and we're coming back into the gate and the like 19 year old gate guard private army guy is yelling at him to put his helmet on <laughs> And he just looks at him and he goes stay in your fucking lane <laughs> and they drive off. it's just like uh but projects i mean uh i've started a new career recently um with stand-up comedy so I've, I've got a lot of uh of performances coming up in vegas actually i will be at the la comedy should, club mate. in the stratosphere on the 21st and the 22nd nice. <laughs> of january yes of january you should go because if you are there then i will open up with my uh my bit about you know being a really bad jtac <laughs> <laughs> and how scary that is. There's there's two jobs that you shouldn't be bad at, and that's the airstrike guy and the
0: and the and the and the spine surgeon. <laughs> Kinda makes kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, um, I'll have to check the calendar and make sure that I'm in town for it at least one of the nights. Bring the class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And you got your own studio set up in your, is that in your house? Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, right right behind the camera here is the vocal booth. So I've been doing a lot of music with the band this Saturday. We just we we just did, I'll text it to you. We did the craziest cover of Danger Zone. And Spreeder is trying to get the Air Force to back doing the music video to this. Because it's like a metalcore version of Danger Zone. It's wild. like i'll send it to you and let you take a look yeah yeah Yeah. you're gonna see him trying to get trying to squeeze nellis support in him into a music video
0: (laughs) jeez well no what (laughs) i um but i mean you you, you've always had a a studio set up in your house but you also have like a a stage and a comedy little section in your house too right
1: that's right, right here. So this is the whole bar. Jeez. And then this direction is the stage. And yeah, we've been performing here for about five months, uh, once a month, two days a week uh, to kind of get our practice, get our feet wet, tune, tune the jokes. You know, I've got, you I've got, got a really good, really good Vegas joke uh, that I'm doing while I'm, while I'm in town. It's about my first time in Vegas where I, I was there for weapon school support. So I was there for seven weeks staying at the Hooters hotel at 19 years old.
0: of course at that time at at the age of 19 and and how long ago that was hooters hooters at that point wasn't bad now though no the the the, hotel was i don't know anybody that's going there right now really yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's right it was Like, like, like i don't know that anybody
1: goes over there now it was like new i think and and it was super nice and uh I, I in that joke i was talking about well you know i got to stay in the hooters hotel because i'm in the air force we're the target of the military branches
0: <laughs> we're bougie we got money <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like and now that's probably 35 dollars a night kind of thing now <laughs> yeah <laughs> if if it makes it, because it's right by the uh it's right by the tropicana and now that we're they're gonna start tearing uh the tropicana down i'm not sure when wow. but Cause that's where they're going to put the Oakland or the Las Vegas uh, athletics stadium over there.
1: Wow. That's, that's yeah. a big project.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. When, I don't know when you were here last, but it's, I mean, they got the sphere up and it's, it's pretty amazing. I will be there uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Well, that's good, dude. Um, um, <laughs> Jachi, uh, Chachi shared a, a a funny story with you uh, with us about you, and I say funny just because it it kind of checks. But he was saying that you're, uh, and and this is what I actually appreciate about you, and I think it's it's actually I'm, I'm tying it back into where our frustrations are with as slow as the DoD and the Air Force moves, but the. the Yeah, man, I wish I could say it as clearly, articulate as clearly as he did, but he said your, your decision to action, uh, you know, gap is is like non-existent. He was saying (laughs) how you, you wanted him to go buy some furniture, furniture for the office. And he's like, okay, cool. You know, and he's, he's still thinking air force, like, okay, I got to go get three, three vendors, three different sources. I got to do some quotes. I got to (laughs) do, you know, all this stuff. And in the, that same day in the afternoon, you were like, Hey, is that stuff ordered yet? He's like, well, what just, it just blowed away that you're like, yeah, man, like, come on, like move, you know, just, and, do, and it. It, just do it. Just do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we fix it. We have to but fix I mean, it or we, we audible.
0: Well, no, you're exactly right. And that's one of the, I guess the, the downsides to, to do doing this job as long as I have, or as long as Chachi has, or, you know, some of us older dudes, because now once, once I retire, I'm really going to have to get into a different mindset, especially if, if I end up working for, you know, a company or something like that, like that has that short decision to action gap, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it it all is coming down to the triage thing though, too. Is like, like even with something like that, it's, it's as simple as, as this is, this is such a minute item that we just need filled. Like, I'm not going to, I do not need to look at something that has a $60 or a hundred dollar price difference. Like, I don't care. Go get this met so we can move on because we need that. That's, that's like a step in these 10 steps that I need to get to 10 fast so if you're hung up on three, it's like, no, 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 no. Blow that out. Like time, time is more pr- expensive than money. So, so let's, let's get that. So like, yeah, I am like sickly stupid at like, I sit there and go that, 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 let's go. Like,
0: I don't now, know. Has that bitten I just, you in the ass?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it has um, plenty of times, but I wasn't not prepared to to deal with whatever the repercussions were like, I'm fine. Like a decision needs to be made. Is it going to be the right one? Right, right. Then every, any, any given time? No. But if we sit on it, is that more costly to us? Generally? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and the reason why I'm asking is just because it's, it's things, you know, we've, we've said that exact same thing. An 80% decision now is better than the hundred percent solution two weeks from now. Because you got to make a decision, you got to go with it, and and no decision is going to be a hundred percent. Well, you know, something uh, satisfactory. I to brief people. something
1: I say a lot to people that work with me, for me, alongside me, is like I call out the theory versus reality, because ninety percent of the time, people open their mouths in a meeting, or they open their mouths when you're making a a decision, and they they start saying something, and immediately I'm like. You don't know the answer to that. You can't know the answer to that. So is that theory or is that real? Have you done that? And I've I've done this a hundred times. Have you ever done this before? Like, well, no. Okay, so what you're th- what you're saying is made up. Like you don't know, you're do not know you are you are sitting here building a hypothesis off of something that you've never done. It's kind of like, you know, no one no one out there is truly like a 100% expert on social media. No one is truly a person that knows everything that, that knows the, the formula to going viral. Like and anybody that says that, like you're, you're full of shit because if, if you've done this as long as me, you know that there, you cannot predict this. Yeah. There are characteristics of certain videos. If you have a certain large enough channel that will perform well, but for, for, for me to say, Oh, if we do this, this will go viral. Or if we post it this time, this will be better. It's like, no, this is a fucking shot in the dark. And the yeah. amount of chance and and just luck and, and like, right time, right topic, right place, like, that just went out. I mean, we just had on Time for pie, we just had uh, a clip talking about Russia space satellite, like, us shooting our own satellite out of the, you know, it's a 30 second clip a fat electrician talking about this. It went like 2 million views with, with, with a thousand or, you know, 10,000 comments. Like what, why? Like that was like just a silly thing that Dave cut (laughs) and put up on Instagram to load something on Instagram. And then all of a sudden it grew us 7,000 new followers in the last 10 days. Like we didn't know, i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah it's because we know what we're doing at all times no we fucking didn't like that was a shot in the dark (laughs) like before my instagram was deleted again yesterday um i put a clip up of heather essentially telling me that I'm gay and that got a quarter of a million views. So apparently people just need to talk shit to me and that does really well. So let's try that.
0: <laughs> so wait a minute. Your Instagram got deleted again yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I'm not being targeted for content at all. I'm being targeted, uh, uh, by people, these large accounts. So somebody's after me, somebody's, somebody's upset with me. I don't know who it is, but these, These large Spanish accounts, um, like so, so they're like a million plus followers. They're mirroring my profile, like changing everything over to look like mine, and then they report me as being the fake. So I keep getting removed as as a fake, even though I was verified, and they have my freaking driver's license. That's weird. So, yeah i mean i'm, I'm been sure fun. you're verified i was i mean now i don't i don't
0: exist <laughs> <laughs> jeez dude oh my god man that's that's unreal i mean you hear about that kind of stuff and you know um i know that the drinking bros you guys were hovering at 100k in terms of subscribers on youtube Forever. for a long long time <laughs> and then all it took was I mean it 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 took like 2 or 3 years for you guys to get past that now you're in the the 200s or whatever but um I man if you're not playing the game then then you're you're going to get throttled. Yeah.
1: Well, Time for Pies is doing really good. We've got a really good cultivated audience over there. Like the episodes do really well and again, it's a it's a show that's very unique. It's a show that I call an escape. There's no news no updates, no politics. We don't even interview our guests. We just drag them into horrible conversations for an hour.
0: <laughs> well, I mean the, to 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 be fair, you you and Caleb are are entertaining. Uh, just you know, just to <laughs> to bullshit with. So I mean it kind of makes kind of makes sense.
1: We are uh, and he's a like, we are.
0: Uh, he's a likable <laughs> dude too.
1: Very likable. We are uh, gonna have Tim Parlatore on the show. And we're going to spend an hour discussing legal loopholes uh, when it comes to to genies. So we're going to try and find a way to get more wishes out of a genie from a legal perspective. So I have one of the top lawyers in the country that's coming in to discuss genie law with us.
0: (laughs) so so you you mean to say that we can't do the well my first wish would be for uh, unlimited wishes you can't do that
1: no yeah see that's that's part of genie law but i think we found a way around it and that is we're going to wish for things that the genie we're gonna my first wish is going to be something that the genie really doesn't want to do so he has to barter with us so like my first wish was you know hey genie you've got to suck all the dicks in the world without using magic <laughs> and now he's like okay now I've brought him to the bartering table. You know, I legally I, yeah. I I I my wish was within the purview of the 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 wish legalities. So
0: Oh, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to have yeah, to do yeah. that. Okay, uh, that now <laughs> it's
1: like okay, now now you're at the table. Like let's go. How many more can I get?
0: Like <laughs> where where are we going with this? I yeah, i mean we, if we i'm can unwishing happen, this but, uh, i get four more like <laughs> and and uh that lawyer he he knows that he's coming on to discuss this
1: oh yeah 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 i mean he's one of the best attorneys in the country okay if not the best yeah <laughs> he's I mean he knows genie law so i mean we're gonna get there we're gonna find a spot so genies are probably gonna be i mean how
0: many people know genie law oof,
1: yeah probably like 34
0: most of them are gypsies though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't need you can't trust gypsies though. So. No, not at all. <laughs> did um did did you hear about Firegate? Firegate? No.
1: There's a new gate that's taken over no, Cattlegate. you didn't gate. hear
0: about Firegate with the uh No. The, no, well, talking about with uh the Aspect War uh Firegate. I'm amazed. I'm, well, actually, you've been you've been booted off of Instagram, so you probably didn't hear yeah. anything, did you? No. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So, so one of the I, I won't say which ASOS, but uh, they had a little whoopsie with uh with a rental van and some battery packs, and you you know oh, what wow. happens with lithium batteries, right?
1: Yeah, they burned a band to the ground, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, they did. Why is that a, out in the uh, so on why, top of
0: why is it a conspiracy? Why is it a gate? <laughs> like why are we? It's a it's a it's a gate because you have different people saying who who messed up, who set it up wrong, how things actually happen.
1: <laughs> That's course. why. Can 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 we not just go? Oh man, the batteries exploded. That happened one time in the last twenty five years. Oh well, insurance will cover it.
0: Well, in. And that's, and that's the, the kind of the point is, is, and again, I won't, I won't say what, what company it was, but people are, are throwing them under the bus and it's like, Hey dude, they, they got a pretty good track record of, of, Yeah. this not, stuff is going to fail. Issues.
1: Like, like it will eventually fail. It failed. Stop fucking... Why do, why do we have to blame somebody? Why can't we go, oh, man, we packed a bunch of fucking Ni- NICAD acid and lithium in a box and it exploded? Fuck. Like, no one... Here's the thing. No one in that entire chain that is involved in Firegate has an even basic understanding of the chemical biology that is made up to develop what the fuck is in that battery. <laughs> so for them to even try... And start pointing fingers or playing fucking piss piss games is like absurd. And I hope it's one of my friends. I'm gonna find out when I get off this call because I'm gonna make fun of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if it's somebody you know or not, but it's it's pretty fucking funny. It's great. It, I love like, it. Luck luckily nobody got hurt. Like it, it happened. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a it, shirt
1: that says burn more vans with the fucking squadron uh patch. <laughs> just like to it. fucking I, I'll stoke you, I'll, this fire
0: i'll tell you after after we done recorded Perfect. i want to i don't want to <laughs> throw anybody under the <laughs> because i i have all
1: i have all squadrons artwork on my hard drive here <laughs> i will have this shirt
0: <laughs> well as you can imagine lowercase dooms was all over it
1: i can't wait yeah see i haven't been able to watch it yet so i know nothing that's it, ladies and gentlemen. When you don't how have Instagram, have you, been- you
0: pretty much lose life. <laughs> so how, how long had you been without it before then? It
1: was almost a month.
0: Jeez. Like, dude. So they they
1: deleted me like a month ago. I got it back for a week, and then they deleted me yesterday.
0: So do, do they give you your old account back, or did you have to create a new one?
1: No, they gave me my old account back. I might be able to get this one back too, but I'm almost kind of like, I just want to start over because- over even over on the time for Pi One, I've got four X the reach on stories. So it's like, well, shit. Why am I not? Oh, just because they're here? the algorithms doing better.
0: Yeah. Jeez, man. <laughs> so maybe I might just well, hang out on Time for Pi. I mean, if you, as long as you guys aren't at risk of getting, <laughs> you know, blocked, reported, or or, or whatever it is. That's actually, that's actually something that I've been, I've been concerned about with us is not that we post anything controversial or anything like that, but I mean, relatively, we are a, we are a pro military kind of thing. And yeah. And Silicon Valley journalists right
1: now have a hard on for anybody that's trying to get young people to join the service. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. you know, Aaron Trent and I have talked about this Is like, Hey man, you know, we can't put all our eggs in one basket, whether it's you know, YouTube or Instagram, and that's really our our two big. Yeah, we've got the audio on Spotify, which I don't think is a worry or a concern there. But I mean, that's that's our reach right now. I don't know if I, I don't know if we need to diversify or not.
1: No, I think you guys are fine. I think you'll be all right.
0: I don't know. We're good. Got you on here, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> causing trouble. As always. That's it, man. That's it,
0: well, good, I'm dude. Go yeah, make I a shirt appreciate now. you taking. A- <laughs> burn all vans. <laughs> burn them straight to the ground.
1: Fuck yeah! I'm stoked.
0: <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate okay. you joining us, um, and uh, I hope I hope I'm here in town because I'm going to try and come out and see you at the LA Comedy Club on the twenty first, twenty second of January. So, thank you very much, yeah, and to
1: all the ones ready, listeners out there, we
0: love you. Follow lowercase dudes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Unfollow ones ready. Follow lowercase dudes. that what? You- <laughs> follow both. You need. You need the yes. updates. Yes. Yeah, you gotta have the updates. So, all right, man. Everybody out there. Thanks.